Hey, what's up, everybody? You know what time it is. It's Fruit of the Boo. I'm Matt Sawicki. I got my man right here on my left. JBJR, what's happening? And we got my man, Centipede. What's good? What's good? Centipede, what's happening, brother? I'm chilling, man. How y'all doing? We're doing well, man. I appreciate you coming on the show today. The pleasure is all mine. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much, man. We've been meaning to get you on the show, man. You know, scheduling all this other stuff. You know how stuff goes to work. We already know how it goes, man. <laughs> yeah, work sucks. Bills <laughs> <laughs> got to be paid, so. I feel you, man. I feel you, man. But definitely, Joey, you thank you so much for coming on the show. We definitely welcome to have you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank yeah. You. So anybody that's listening and it's your first time, maybe you haven't checked us out before, this is Fruit of the Boom. We're a podcast about producers, engineers, DJs. Yeah, the, all the lives about them. We're starting, in, we are from St. Louis, Missouri. We are recording now at Suburban Pro Studios 3739 South Jefferson Ave down in South St. Louis City ran by my fellow co-host Matt Sawicki hey. and my boy Carter who's actually working downstairs right yeah, now shout out to him so yeah we come out every Monday on a new episode so iTunes, Stitcher our own website which is freshproducestl.com so holla at us and definitely check out every episode from 1 to number 24 which is today. Which is today. So check out all those episodes from 1 to 24, from Trifecta to now Centipede. Check those all out. Yeah. Appreciate you guys tuning in. So for uh, for anybody that uh, has been listening for a long time, you might have heard us talk about Centipede in the past. I'm sure we've mentioned him. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and now here he is. Man, that made me feel like I'm some kind of freaking legend. I here feel or like you are. A you are, legend. man. You are, dude. You are fucking amazing. When I'm, you came to Fresh Produce and performed, you, you blew my fucking mind, man. It, you melted my face off of my face. It was incredible. It's like we had Black Spade, we had you, and we had my homie Imperfect. The, those three are like all mind blowing performances to me. You, you all killed it. Man, anytime uh, Black Spade is involved with anything, it's just. Freaking amazing. Right. I just aspire to be as great as that dude one day. Do you? I mean, if anything, if he's like, if he's pretty much the Dello of the Lou, you pretty much the Mad Lib of the Lou. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In so many words, man, you more like a Mad Lib type dude to me. And you know, I fuck some Mad Lib. Heavy. So that's why I fuck with you, man. You definitely, you gave me that vibe, and that's why I love and appreciate your shit. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to steal uh, James's uh, or JBJR's little uh, first first question here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in there. We ask the same question to everybody, man. How did you get involved in music? Take us back. Oh, uh, man. I got started in music. Well, first of all, like, I kind of grew up as, like, um, well, okay. So, I, I'm not really like other people who do music where they have, like, a family of people who were musicians. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I just grew up in a family of music lovers. Sure. So, okay. like, um, my grandfather was just, like, heavy into jazz. Like, as a kid, he would, like, be introducing me to, like, Miles Davis. Yeah. Or, like, mm-hmm. John Coltrane or whatever. My aunt was, like, really into, like, Spyro Gyra. And she was also into, like, really, like, dancey house-type stuff. Yeah. My mm-hmm. mom loved, like, Quiet Storm. Okay. Like, you know, R&B stuff. And it just, I don't know, I always loved music. I always had, like, a fascination with it. But it wasn't until I was about, um, about 16 when I first moved to St. Louis. Okay. Um... I got a hold of this program called Magic's Music Generate, yeah. uh, Magic's Music Maker Generation Six, or as most people know it as that MTV Music Generator game yeah. hey. PlayStation. <laughs> hey. And I messed with that for about a year before I realized I was actually making beats. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, it's all from there, huh? Pretty much. Um, I heard people talking about Free Loops, so I got the demo version of that and. I don't know, 10-some years later, here I am. Yeah. 
Still yeah. in Fruity Loops, you said, huh? Still in it, yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Sure, hey, fellow FL head, my <laughs> man. Hell yeah. Man. So, uh, questions. Uh, so, question I want to ask you since we're on that vein is, uh, do you use um, any hardware or you're strictly a software guy? Um, for the most part, I use software. As far as hardware goes, I use um, a Roland SP404SX, which is basically like my, um, I just call it a DJ toy. Yeah. And um, I use that as like my main like um, effects board. So like I just run everything through that. Uh huh. Give it that uh, that weird grit and just kind of do whatever I want as far as like warping the sound with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's how do you incorporate that in? Are you using that to like? You make a beat and then you run it through that at the very end, or and then you record it, or, or is that something you're using live? That, that's usually what I do. Just like I make the beat and then I run it on through that. Uh-huh. There are some times where like I'll just take like certain parts of it, like I might take the sample, like the the chopped sample yeah. or synth or whatever, mm. and then run it through that, then like run it back through Fruity Loops, sure, and then like just mess with it through there. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's not always the same, but. For the most part, it just ends going through my 404. Sure. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. When you when you're when you're making beats, are you clicking them in? Are you using a keyboard? You got a, a pad or something? A uh, combination of both. Uh huh. Um, kind of just depends on where I am. Like um, at home, I got this uh, little like a uh, Alesis Q49 uh-huh. keyboard that I use. Um, a lot of the time lately, I just kind of find myself like clicking it in, uh-huh. just because I'm not always near that whenever sure. I'm making something. So mm-hmm. it just kind of depends. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, we get every every different kind of person on the on the on the on the show with that stuff. For hell sure. yeah, hell yeah. So speaking of which, man, I know we were talking about this a little bit before the uh, show started, but I just want to kind of just bring the same kind of conversation in here, which yeah. is about uh, we were talking about you know you want to maybe move on and try something a little bit different, even though you're an FL head like myself, like we were talking about Ableton. Yeah. So using the Ableton Push. Yeah. So what? Uh, so have you? So I know you. Sounds like I think if we talked before, you may have tried to check out or download Ableton before. Yeah, like I, I've messed with it just like at some uh, some of my friends' places, mm-hmm. like just uh, going over hanging with Abnormal or uh, you know Owen Raglan, just yeah. like going over to their places. And I think Owen actually uses Logic, so okay. that, that was like a whole nother beast. Um, but yeah, I've, I've messed with Ableton a handful of times, and it's just I feel like if I'd spent more time on it, I'd like it, but. Mm-hmm. It's still just another language to me at this point. Yeah, it's very confusing for me. Every time I've looked at it, I couldn't figure it out. But I really want to. I want, I want to get it here at the lab and start fucking with it. We we, we should have it. <laughs> yeah, I heard for like. I mean, from what I've seen. I mean, just the videos and stuff that we I've talked about. Certain people like, if you sample on Ableton, you are like. It's like a genius kind of like tool for like sampling. Nice. Right? So like that's what at least that's what I've heard. Sure. So it's like it's real easy to do like a lot of audio wave editing in there. I'm like, ooh. So I was thinking something like since we have L heads, <laughs> right? Maybe more of a draw. See exactly, what I'm saying? Because I see yeah, clearly yeah. you're sampling. Because I mean, I'm, we're hearing it right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was, I was like. Well, I'm like, it's like, like I hear already dope as hell. So I'm like, if he was on Ableton, that's supposed to be a bomb ass editor for waves. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. That, that's kind of like see been my like main reasoning for wanting to mess with it. Because like everybody I know that samples is kind of like, hey, here's Ableton. Please fuck with this. You're gonna be that much more amazing. And oh I'm shit! Like, uh, I'm comfortable. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go ahead. Hey, I'm gonna say I'm getting me to able to push my damn self. Oh, <laughs> fuck that! Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm learning this shit, man. I'm, I mean, I'm I mean, I tried. 
and I, it's, it's kind of like how you say it's like I tried it was like eh but now kind of like you like you said I've been hearing more and more people kind of giving it more positive reviews especially on the version sample I'm like hmm I might do that yeah especially because I wanted a machine I'm like do I want a machine or do I want to push huh the one thing that I remember uh, reading from um I don't know if you guys are familiar with a producer named Knowledge from oh, LA. Oh, absolutely. Um, he did this like Q&A online like several years back and um, people were asking him like um, what equipment they should get if they were trying to get into beat making. And like every time someone asked him that, he was like, please learn how to use the DAW without equipment first. Oh, shit. Then go and do it. So that's kind of where I'm at, just trying to like master uh, whatever it is that I want to get into like in this case Ableton like without any kind of uh, equipment interesting yeah so like machine is like very much like there are certain things I feel like and this could have been like something that's been taken care of in revisions but it felt like back in the day that there was things that you could not do that you could only do on the uh had like the, the hardware unit that you couldn't actually like get to if you were clicking around so it was very like that shit sucked. I, I don't agree with that. I think they maybe have fixed that now. Hopefully, I don't know. Mm. It's very interesting. They changed. You know, the newest version of Machine has a has a screen that I think looks like Ableton. Uh, hmm. It's it's real funny to me how much they're chasing Ableton right now. I feel like they're really. They kind of seem like the new It program. I feel like Ableton really is, and I and I. I still think, like, my thing has always been Native Instruments is super killer because they've been making sounds for forever. So. They, and they jumped into the pad like the controller game early I feel like you know they were ahead of the push they were ahead of um, the NPC uh, new revolution stuff um, it, but it, and they did it while they have awesome sounds they have 10 years of fucking killer sounds or 20 years of killer sounds uh, so I always feel like they're gonna have that edge up on, on every other, other company as far as like you know even if you have a good interface and stuff. I mean, their sounds are gonna fucking shit on it because they've got real engineers that have been doing that for forever, you know? Right, right. Um, exactly. That's just my thought, though. I mean, the integration levels of stuff like that are, are real cool. I always thought that, I kept thinking the tractor's gonna take over and fucking destroy Serato, but it's not happened at all. Nope. <laughs> not at all. I, like, watched some videos with DJ Craze going nuts on the internet, and I'm like, fuck. Serato is gonna die. <laughs> but no, I don't. I have met like two people that are like, yeah, I still use Tractor now. No. Most people are like, yeah, I bought the Tractor controller and I use uh, Serato with it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Serato. I mean, so I mean, I hear more about people using Serato like all the time, oh, more, yeah. more, more now. Oh, it's everywhere. Every fucking thing, everywhere. Every did you ever hear? Did you hear about that uh, Serato sample that just came yes. out? Yes. Uh, I think, who was it that just did the rhythm roulette with it? Was that uh, Jazzy Jeff or? Was oh, I it? seen it. Was that Jazzy Jeff? I can't remember who it was. Nice. I got to double but check it. But it was really dope. Because I'll definitely be watching, trying to catch up on those. I don't got to check that out again. Because uh, if he used a Serato, I'm like, shit. Yeah, we were talking about it a couple episodes ago. I'm, I'm, I really want to try it. Cause Serato, I mean, Serato's been the best at pitching time, changing things, stuff yeah. for, forever. Yeah. I mean, for the whole time I've ever been in Pro Tools, which has been like... 15 years I've been working in Pro Tools it's never nothing has ever been as good as what Serato's brought to the table because they I mean it was a plug-in inside of Pro Tools way back in the day too mm -hmm. but um, I feel like yeah because like I mean they've been doing it <laughs> they, right, they, right. they have such extensive you know 
feet in the game. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So speaking of which, um, let me ask you this. Um, it was a question. Actually, it's a new question I want to ask you, man. Because based off the sounds and stuff you use. Mm-hmm. Do you use any particular VSTs or are you just strictly sample based and effect based? I use VSTs every now and again, but like, I'll say this, when it comes to like uh, finding VSTs, I'm extremely lazy. So a lot of the VSTs (laughs) that I use are like the stock ones that come in Fruity Loops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, if I do use any like um, synths, it's usually like a... the 3x oscillator uh, yeah mm. um let me making see. some sounds up huh yeah just i just kind of like uh just mess with the knobs and see if i could uh figure something out yeah and usually run that through my 404 run it back and just, yeah i don't know sometimes i come up with something good sometimes it's terrible so, sure yeah it's the luck of the draw sometimes right yeah hey so all your beats got this awesome static through man can you <laughs> can you tell everybody a little bit about like uh your unless that's to to uh like uh the secret sauce uh what, what's the method behind that you know oh man if, if you love um okay all the beat makers that love the static if you really do like it get a 404 just trust me on that um okay yeah, that's, that's pretty much that. Like, I wish I could say it's my secret sauce because it's a lot of it's a lot of other people that utilize that. Like, I guess with the whole like lo-fi trend that's going on, that's mm. just kind of the thing. Like, people just kind of slap static, uh, slap static on it. Sure. Just, like, so, how's it work on the SP four hundred four? Is it like a uh, a pa- like a patch that you run through or something? It's a it's an actual specific effect uh-huh. called um, the vinyl sim. Oh, cool! Yeah, so it's like the way I do it is like it's a mix of that and, and like a compressor like, or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like compression. Yeah, might be a few other things too. But, is it its own uh, track in your beat or is it on on top of everything? It's just on top of everything. Yeah, it yeah. okay. kind of feels like neat. Yeah, it feels like that compressor is really neat how it's like it's it's slow and booming but not like yeah. definition killing it, it, you still hear it all but it's it definitely puts a different spin on it, it yeah. makes the bass like real soft and fluffy yeah that um the compressor that's in uh the 404 is just for me it's just like so much easier to understand uh-huh and uh like adjust than like any other compressor that i've messed with so sure i love it tight that's awesome it sounds it sounds great man i've always loved it <laughs> Thank you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, and speaking of which, man, you know, one thing we know that you are definitely known for in the St. Louis scene is live performing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that, man. Tell me, how did you get into live performing? And tell us your experience and, like, like your feelings on and your uh, the positivity that you receive from get, doing live performing. Tell us a little bit about that. All right. Um, as far as, like, getting into live performing... Um, thank Michael Franco for that. Nice. <laughs> nice. Shout out to Mike Frank. Yeah, that, that's, uh, he's forever the homie. Um, he, um, well, first of all, I first met, uh, dude back when, uh, like a little bit before Blank Space opened. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, for those that don't know, Blank Space is like this, uh, this kind of like do it yourself, whatever the hell you want space in, uh, South City, uh, St. Louis. Yeah. And, um. Love it. Basically, like before it had opened, um, when I met Franco, he was like, yo, dude, I really love your beats. You need to come on down to the space on Cherokee. Um, we, we just like have this weird jam session. We don't even know what the hell we're doing, but we're just like coming over here playing music um, every Sunday night. You should come hang out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just what I started doing. I nice. just started bringing my 404. I didn't even know what I was doing. 
Um, I was just trying to imitate Sam, Sam I Am and John Wayne nice. on a nice. boiler room. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that, that's really how it started. And then, um, then uh, Abnormal and Loose Screws, or uh, Damon Davis. Yeah. Shout out to the homies. Yeah, yeah. They, um, they were putting together this show called Louder Than Words. This uh-huh. is like back in February 2014. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I guess uh, Kave, the guy who, uh, what one of the guys that runs Blank Space, had told him about me, and they just reached out to me and asked me if I'd be down to play. So nice. Ever since then, I've just been at it. That's, That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's what's up, man. As far as like how I, um, oh, I mean, like the love that I get from the shows is just like it's just so like uh, overwhelming at times. <laughs> it really is because it's like. I get people that really dig the stuff that I do that but lately it's been people that tell me that like they aren't even really into hip hop uh-huh hmm. or like you know people that um, I guess it's just not the normal thing that they listen to mm-hmm. and I think uh, the main thing I love the most is just like how it um it throws people off like it's just never really what they expect to hear sure because right, right, right. like I guess when they just see me with just this little you know, box is like no bigger than a paper tablet. Yeah. They just kind of expect me to be playing something like a. Exactly. Like freaking Rick and Morty human music. Like. <laughs> yeah, so it's, but then you rock and blow their mind and make people go crazy. Fuck yeah. I man, love it, man. It's a blast. The first time I, I think the first time I saw you perform live was at a Fresh Produce. And I, I, I mean, I remember being awestruck for real it was awesome oh, man. And i think the only other time i can really feel like say i felt like that was when i first seen fresh kills uh play his mpc live at a show i was just it, i was he was opening for a group i was playing with and i was like why are you opening for us <laughs> <laughs> you are fucking killing us <laughs> he was That's amazing yeah. told you man you fucking awesome man uh, Love it. It was great, man. I can't. I, I really hope you come back and, and do another Fresh Produce for us, man. Definitely. Yeah, we would yeah, love to have you, man. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, speaking of which, man, I want to know um, since you do do live performing, um, and yep. we definitely know you've done stuff in St. Louis, in St. Louis City, have you done anything outside of St. Louis? Or if so, where? Or if you have not, where would you like to go? Um, you know, as far as like doing shows? Yeah. Um, just recently, I went down to Atlanta. And um, I performed in this uh, this beat show called Controllerize. Yeah. Okay. And uh, for those of, uh, for those of you who aren't really familiar, it's this guy named uh, Stolen Drums, who like uh, he normally like broadcasts himself like all over Facebook or whatever. Okay. Um, Facebook, Instagram, whatever he uses, and just like um, shows himself making beats and playing beats, and uh-huh. he does a show with his crew um, every every Wednesday, I believe. And I just happened to be out there visiting my mom, so I hit him up ahead of time. I'm like, hey, I make beats too. Can I play? Nice. And <laughs> yeah, that's just how it happened. That's awesome. Hey, there you, hey, there you go, man. <laughs> everybody was fucking hype on that when you went down there, man. I know everybody in St. Louis was like, woo. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Man, it was, it was a blast, man. Like, I went over there and I guess somehow blew everybody's minds. Fuck yeah. Because you're from out of town. You know what I mean? That's what the, everybody, like in St. Louis is like, oh man, you can't, the people don't fuck with you unless you're from out of town. So you were right. the out of town cat in somewhere else. You know right. what I mean? And you're from fucking St. Louis where we have 
a thousand. We have a huge amount of musical talent just yes. off the bat. So right. if people are going to go and receive it regardless, man. Yeah, so. but it was it was just so weird, like surreal. Like they caped me in mid performance. So <laughs> like, yes, uh, right, James like, Brown, exactly. <laughs> man, it was it was so wild. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I seen you saying the other day, people need to get on it, man. They, the time is running out if they ain't grabbing beats, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, I, you got I, some I moves just, you're making, huh? I'm really just trying to like get more into the mode of like selling beats, yeah, and like mm-hmm. actually working with more rappers. Because like for the most part, my relationship with MCs is just like so antisocial. Sure. Like, I didn't want to like sell or give beats to like anybody. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I'm just kind of ready to, you know start building with uh sure but with other artists and i know other i know there are other rappers here that you know uh dig what i do and mm-hmm. you know they ask for beats but then it's like when i come trying to sell something to them even for like you know dirt cheap prices they just kind of you know, oh yeah no people are crazy man yeah they I mean, want to invest in their own careers man and that's the and that's real shit man because i mean i mean i've honestly been through the same too man but think about it like this like I think me and you had a discussion a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I want to say we did. Like, producers, and I'm saying this to all the producers out here right now, and, you know, just understand, you know, it's always wonderful to work with artists. It truly is. I mean, that's how, always how it's supposed to work. So yeah. this is nothing towards any kind of artist or anything like that. But understand, you know, as a producer, you know, there are other avenues like, dude, fucking, like, for real. I mean, honestly, I'm hearing something, I'm pretty sure Matt can agree with me. Adult Swim. Oh, sure, yeah. Man. Oh, hands down. Like, like, this, like, everything I'm hearing, Adult Swim bumps. Look, that and dude I'm, needs to hit me back. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, like, Adult Swim bumps even, all like, day. Or even, like, you could get it, like, Super Deluxe or something like that, man. Super Deluxe on, on Facebook, they'd be putting out Definitely. shit. You could be Fuck on that yeah. killing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then one day, uh, like we was talking, uh, like we said a second ago, Rhythm Roulette. Yeah. Nah. The fuck? You know, I was like, why not? So it's always other avenues. I mean, the way I see it, it's, uh, it's more than one way to skin a cat out here to get you know, to get notoriety. Seven billion people on this rock. It's more than one way to just instead of just working with just maybe rappers. Like Definitely. I said, no shade to anyone that's a rapper because I'm always supposed to work with people or artists. Right. But don't let it just be the end all be all. Basically, and, that's what I'm saying. And I think it's like it's it's less of like a career thing of why I'm like really pressing so hard to like uh, sell beats, but it's like. I, I honestly feel like there's a like a renaissance happening in the city. Sure. Uh-huh. Like just um, every time that I look around, it's like people are out here like you know truly truly being creative out here, yeah. like in their own in their own different ways. Whether it's people that make boom bap, people that make trap, mm-hmm. people that like make really like trippy shit, people that make like weird just whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just want to basically the the way that I've been saying it. When they write a book on St. Louis and they talk about the Renaissance, I want a fucking paragraph. There you go. <laughs> so I want to just like have a hand in um, just people creating around here and yeah. just like inspiring people to be creative and just putting out really dope classic content. Absolutely. And if that means like selling uh, selling beats around here, like dirt chi- uh, the dirt dirt cheap prices, then so be it. I just really want to like have a hand in that. Yo, I think you know. I think for you, I'm sure the tie-up is that you don't want to just let them go to like whatever. You know, you want to curate what you're doing. You know what I mean? That so, and that's a hard thing to like. 
um, find a person that'll that'll pay you to do that with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, you might end up finding. It's easier always if you just go in with like if you find a person that you're like look we look, we're we're on the same page of this so mm, you know right. let's make a record I mean and one record's cool but it's not gonna do a whole lot for you what you're trying to do is get more beyond that so I totally get it but yeah, yeah. that's that was like me and Ben Bounce I always tried to pull Ben Bounce into selling records and he just c- couldn't do it he only wants to make records like with people that he wants to make records with he doesn't right. like we would sell beats and he just doesn't he's like oh, I do that. <laughs> Why did we do that? I've never even heard the one that we did that one with. <laughs> that beat was really good. Like, ah, I feel you, man. But, I mean, for me, I, I, I stand in a much different place having worked in the studio. You know what I mean? Mm. I, there's beats all the time. I, I've sold beats, but it was never... It was... I, I mean... We, I forget who we had on recently that said it. It might have been 8FX, but it was like... He doesn't put a time limit on how long he takes to make a beat because he's really trying to make a perfect thing. That right. was never how I work on beats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how many beats can I knock out fast? Like, can I do four today? Can I do five today? Can I do three in this couple hours I have? Can what? I can I do one in this hour I have? You know, what am I able to do? How fast can I turn them out? How many stacks can I have? Then when I was making beats, that's how I was doing it. So, like, I was very much like... These are for sale. These are not investments in musical uh, thought. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> these are just like cookie cutter beats. You know what I mean? So, uh, and I think for you that would be a little bit harder to do. But um, yeah, you know, maybe some way you can come to terms with that or something like that. I don't know. That's how I was able to find success. Uh, but now I don't even do that. I only make beats for people that want them. Like specific. Like, hey, you want a beat? Cool. Let's hang out. I'll make you this beat. Tell me like either what you're feeling or you know what vibe you're trying to go for. Or, you know what you've been listening to that you want me to listen to to mm-hmm. vibe on real fast, and, and we'll make something. But I don't have anything for you to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you other people's songs, and you're gonna get upset and be like, "Well, I really want one like that." Man, if that ain't like <laughs> one of the biggest things, I'm, I'm man. Look, this is the way I see it. Like was like when I'm hearing stuff like what you got is like I said earlier, you remind me like a man live slash knowledge area. That's where kind of like you merge into. So I'm if I'm hearing people that's like spitters, like I'm hearing people like a Freddie Gibbs on your shit or K Dye or some shit yeah, like yeah. that. If I'm hearing people like that and who actually are dope ass artists. Yeah. You can it's it's a lot of dope people out here. I'm pretty sure you can who can mess with your style. I think kind of like how we said earlier it's just like people from St. Louis unfortunately be like on the well if you didn't make it out of town then uh, no it's that kind of shit so which mind you I know several people that's out of town right now making it big right now like shout out to my homie Bo Willie you know like there's plenty of people out out of town making it right now but you know I know that's that's that mind state that the city has unfortunately man as much as I love it that is a a crutch in the creative space for like a lot of people it's just like man just you don't need to do just trap music yeah. right. like you know expand out to some shit like what we hear right now like with Centipede or some shit we heard with 8 Effects right. or yeah. you, you know if you want to go with something like that you know Major well, I mean, you know, like, yes, you just oh, expand your palette you know that's but what people, I'm saying I mean you gotta, you gotta realize you're talking about rappers rappers listen to rap radio you know what I mean all they're right. doing is hearing the same fucking bullshit all over and 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 over I mean the right. majority of them I mean sure right. there's 10% of them that aren't that way but the, right. those 10% are the, the ones you're vying for to try and sell your beats to what I was thinking though is do you think about putting your stuff on YouTube and like just trying to put, like yeah 
What what I, I see a lot of people. Let me just throw this down, and, and this is game for everybody. Mm-hmm. But what I think people don't maybe particularly realize about the YouTube Beats game is that you put the tags on there. You get people. It's a who whatever it whatever type of beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you put your shit on there. And you're not trying to sell it. What you're trying to do is get people to listen to it, run up the views on it, and get a check from YouTube without ever transacting any rights to your music away. Um, so you'd be always able to you know, put it on any kind of release. You would be able to do whatever. But then you also have people that are like downloading it and putting it out, right. spreading your shit. I don't, I mean, without any kind of legal. Uh, they have no legal position to own it. You know, I don't see that. I don't see that as being a scary thing myself. But that's yeah. also, you know, I have that other viewpoint. But you know, I would think you could put these records on on YouTube, and you could have playlists of badass shit. Mm-hmm. And P- I, I bet you could get numbers up. You know, put like a cool fucking trippy video behind it, or something that's wavy or whatever, and have the view, uh, the visualizer going. You yeah, know, yeah, that's um, you- that's something that I'm kind of I'm trying to work towards. I'm, I'm mainly, well, um, I guess the uh, the way that I was trying to do it was like, um, I guess in like a what what people call like the beat scene. Yeah, like um, they're. Uh, I guess like certain uploaders that kind of like hold a lot of clout when sure. it comes to like uploading stuff like that. So like I've been trying to reach out to more of those as far as like uploading my stuff, mm-hmm. so that you know, I guess like I could start to get. You oh, know, but you should just do it on yourself too. You know, just start trying to navigate yeah, re- that field. Yeah, I really should. Because if you leave it to somebody else, they're gonna take almost all of what. That's true. They make, whereas if right. you figure it out, you're gonna get. I mean, I heard for every million views, it's three grand. So. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't. I mean, whenever I'm in the lab and somebody's like, "Yo, pull up YouTube. Let's pull up the beat that I'm pulling up." The view counts are always high as fuck. Mm-hmm. There's some money to be made. I mean, think if you could get paid three grand for each beat. And you know what? Think Mess if you got paid if you got paid fifteen hundred, even five hundred dollars for a beat that you never sold. Right. And man's not lying about that because actually uh, a friend of mine that actually stays in uh, NY right now that's actually been doing a lot of good stuff right now with some beats like that. Shout out to my homie Rice K. Yeah. Uh, he's actually one of that kind of people you're talking about that's big on YouTube for his beats and shit. Right. And so I know that's how he started. Like exactly how what Matt is saying. Like he did pretty much the exact thing what Matt said. And next thing you know, now he's making pe- beats for like like uh. I mean I think you can make for a people on TV of- and shit like that. Like he, he's making his money. He's doing damn good for him. He's starting to do good for himself. Like, and that's how he started. His avenue was YouTube doing the exact steps that Matt said, putting his shit out, never really having to sell it, right. getting get them views up. And, and I know go. a lot of these are from like specific releases, but you could break them out, you know, into like individual videos and you know put on different things. Not even have to tr- make it seem like kind of trick people. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I mean, and then still have the same, you know, full release version of it too. You know what I mean? Like, I think because you could have like. I feel like if I went in and I typed in like, uh, uh, there's there's a there's a playlist on Spotify that that I that I've grabbed. And I don't remember what the fuck the name of it is, um, but it's the fucking trippiest like slow hip hop like just chill shit, chill hop or something like what, that. Would it have to be a uh, that chill vibes? Or, it might or be l- lush vibes. It might be lush vibes. Yeah. It's fucking all bad. Like it's and it'll be like minute and a half. It'll be three minutes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know? But it's like. Yeah, Lush Vibes is... Sick. Very sick. And and so, like, I feel like if you 
you know, and I'm sure you already know, but you know, if you could get your word out a little more, you could probably get included on those kinds of things without a problem, even. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely I think for, on I, I just feel like for a person that wants to keep their music tight, yeah. uh, that seems like the most logical way to try and capitalize on on it right now. Yeah. That's just my opinion. It's, 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 look, it's money out here to be made. It's the way right. I'm seeing it, man. It's, it's money to be made out here in too many different avenues. You don't man. have to yeah, flex right. finesse rappers. <laughs> That's true. It's like, like I said, move, like I said, movies, TV, internet, like YouTube, video games, uh, fucking radio, like streaming service. Like it's, it's. I think that's the thing I like about you know us being producers, man. Is like we have a lot, and I mean a lot, low key different ways of mm-hmm. making money. And you'd be surprised when the people that's going to other avenues is like, you'd be surprised how many people out there don't use these avenues and don't see how much of an untapped market it truly is. It's like a whole res- like oil reserve. There's like only one or a couple people are tapping and like, no, this enough order lasts for like everyone that lasts like 10 years off this shit, right. but only just one person's tapping off this. How come everyone else isn't doing the same thing? You know, it's, it's like one of those kind of things. Like, yeah, yeah. See, it's, you know, that's what, that's the way I'm seeing it, man. It's like, you know, and I, and I had to learn that myself, you know, as well. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's why I was doing beat tapes, like nationwide beat tapes and shit like that. And going probably start getting back into it and, you know, whatnot. And... That's when you know, I start doing that. I start you know making beat tapes randomly. I might start getting back into that and all that shit, man. And you'd be surprised like the reception, especially like online, like on IG and shit. Like you randomly post shit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this a show back. Like you'd be surprised what kind of reception you get, especially overseas. Yeah, especially it's like especially from overseas, especially from DJs overseas. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you'd be surprised. Like if your beats are dope, like. It's probably you probably won't even know. Yeah, like this couldn't be playing in a club right now somewhere. Right, Man. you know what I'm saying. And then you just sign your shit up with like Distro Kid or something like that. Make sure your shit register. Boom, you got money coming in. You yeah. even know about. Like so it, 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 trips, it trips me out when like when I finally realize that like I actually have a fan base in freaking Australia. Nice. Like I've got people that were actually like buying one of my last beat tapes. Nice. Like there all, you go. Like all from Melbourne. Nice. <laughs> Melbourne has a huge hip hop scene too, man. Hey, yeah. speaking of your beat tapes, tell us about your beat tapes real quick. My beat. Okay, so um, the last one that I put out was called um, Vibrational Medicine, uh-huh. which uh, I put out through this collective out in Kansas City called Intelligent Sound. Big yeah, up, big ups to them. And um, yeah, like like this one, or well, like most of my beat tapes, they're just like usually some kind of like um, like collective feeling. I guess I'm trying to convey with all of them. Sure. Like, uh, Vibrational Medicine was a tape that I made when I was um, kind of like going through a depression-esque stage in sure. my life. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, the, the first half was. The first half, like, I got depressed. I kind of stopped cutting my hair. And, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Really, I really don't know where my head was at. I was just kind of just mm-hmm. randomly making stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think I finally got over that. Um, probably, like, a year later, I cut off all my hair. And then I started making some more, and that's pretty much how that came about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was just, I kind of just saw it as like a journey of like, um, like, how's the best way to say it? Mm-hmm. Like a journey from depression just to like finding happiness. Sure. Okay. So, like, I, I remember while I was making it, um, a friend of mine, Larissa, had uh, sent me this uh, this Twitter page online. 
it was actually called vibrational medicine. Uh huh. And it was talking about um, it was talking like about um, you know, basically like how to be in control of the energy in your life. And like uh, it's basically like shifting it from like negative to positive, keeping your chakras aligned, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't normally, I don't really believe in any of that, not necessarily, but um, it just kind of like changed my whole like way of thinking. Yeah. Around that moment, so that's how that came about. Tight. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. Then it was like you know I made another one um, reflection like around my twenty fifth birthday. That was just, you know, a so just like a little celebration. Me turning 25. I share the same birthday with my father and my grandmother. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. yeah Is yeah. it your father's mom? Um, um, that would be uh, my my mother's mom. Okay. Actually. Wow. <laughs> that that, that would have been dope if it was my father's Wouldn't mom. Wouldn't that be too. crazy? Yeah. Like all three of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's still all three of you, so that's still tight. But yeah. it's just a different coincidence. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. What's so that, that was what's like, that day? Uh, May twelfth. May twelfth. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that was put out back You're in like twenty fifteen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. I put that out, and um. Little known fact: if you listen real close to the end of that track, you'll hear me rapping. Ooh. Yeah. My first. My first and only rap song. <laughs> Please don't bug me for another one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So when's so, that I mean, neck I'm, rap song coming out though? <laughs> You act, you actually might see me rapping again. You might, but don't hold me to that. Sure. But uh, yeah, I've just kind of just like variously released random tapes here and there. Uh huh. There's no real like um, uh, no real method to it. It's mm. just kind of like whatever I'm feeling. Sure. So for a while, I was just kind of like obsessed with love songs. So <laughs> um, I just put out a tape called uh, Love Sounds. Yeah. But it was just like me, just sent well. It really was just gonna be like me flipping the look of love like ten times, but then I realized I would get old, so I just kind of um, just found a bunch of other love songs that I was feeling at the time and just tried to do what I could with them. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so speaking of which, man, uh, since you're a huge sample head, man, like what kind of stuff do you usually like gravitate towards? Like when you're trying to find samples, do you try to stick to like just is it like up just whatever I'm feeling that day or? Like, am I sticking more to the soul side, to the rock side, or to like you know the gospel side, you know stuff like that? Like, yeah. how, like what do you what do you usually gravitate towards when you find the samples? Um, I love jazz, so okay. like and pretty much like any jazz sample, any jazz song that uh, I could find that I'm really feeling. Okay, that's like usually what I'm gonna go for, but um, I try to keep it like just kind of whatever when it comes to like finding something to sample mm-hmm. just because I don't want to be stuck in like a certain sound sure mm-hmm. so I kind of just try to gravitate to whatever I think is uh, sounding good so I try to keep it open mind nice nice that's what's up so another question I want to ask you uh, since you were sample here man yeah who are your influences as far as like being a producer since no like I say I like I say I'm pretty sure like if no I'm pretty sure I'm Positive one of them probably is Jay Dillon. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Positive one of them is Jay Dillon. So. If, if anybody samples and doesn't mention Jay Dillon, like, I, I just don't know. I just don't know what my opinion, what my opinion on you is. But, uh, All right, so outside of Dillon, who else do you pretty much look up to or try? Who's your inspiration? Um, 
Let me see Mad Lib. That's probably like the biggest other person. See, called it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mad Lib's like the current god of uh, when it comes to like sample heavy hip hop. Yeah. Um, let me see Pete Rock. Uh huh. Pete Rock nice. is a really huge one. Fuck yeah. Uh, DJ Premier. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, I really like uh, Lord Finesse from Digging in the Crates. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, he's a just amazing. Hell yeah. Um. As far as like more current producers, uh, knowledge. Nice. Um, I really love Mind Design from Stone's Throw. Okay. Okay. Um, if you haven't heard of him, he makes like really, really trippy. Like, uh, well, not nowadays he's making like really trippy like '80s R&B type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, really trippy '80s R&B stuff. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, trying to think who else. Um, Got any favorites locally? Any favorites locally? Um, well, of course, my homie Abnormal. Yeah. Shout out to him. Um, let me see. Owen Raglan from Farfetched is uh, he's pretty out. dope. Um, I know there's some really dope ones out here, but my mind is drawing blanks. Yeah, I know it's good. Uh, let me think. Well, of course, JBJR. <laughs> hey, thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Um, he's I. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's all cool. But, um, <laughs> Beats are decent. Yeah. Um, Rec, Rec Riddles. Yeah. He's Shout out another to the really dope producer from around here. Absolutely. Shout out to the home. We had him on the show before. Yeah. Right. Check his episode if you haven't out already. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Hell so. yeah, man. When's your next performance? I honestly don't know. I've kind of been a. Uh, I've been chilling on performances for a bit. Yeah. Just because um I kind of have a lot going on right now, mm-hmm. and uh I want to like reconfigure just my set. Just so I, you know, actually have some new stuff to play, so I'm not just constantly repeating the stuff that I normally play. Even though, I, even though, I, you know, people really like it, not like really like playing it. It gets old sometimes. Yeah. So I understand. Yeah, just trying to come up with some new stuff that I think people will feel a bit more. Hell yeah. That's what. And you said you're working on a beat tape right now, right? Um, I am working on a beat tape. That one is nowhere near close to be done. Uh huh. But um. I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, All right. It's, it's going to be called Duke, and uh, it's a dedication to my grandfather who, nice. who okay. passed away like um, uh, a little while ago. Sorry to hear that. A couple years ago. Uh, thank you. But um, yeah, he was, uh, like I said before, he was a huge, huge influence as far as like uh, my, my love of jazz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that whole thing will really be centered around jazz music. Nice. So it's, like, it's more like a B-tape slash tribute album, tribute to him. Something like that, yeah. Okay, that's what's up. That's I, I don't even know if I'm gonna call it a V tape because uh, I know I want to get, I know I want to get like um, some people doing like poetry on it. Hell yeah, that might be like my second and only other rap song. Yeah. Um, I I, I still don't know where all I'm gonna take it, but yeah. How many tracks are you thinking? What's a what's a what's a reasonable thought on that? I'm thinking like. No more than 15. Cool. No more than 15. Pretty hefty record, though. Yeah, but not all the songs are going to be that long. Sure. So, there's that and a remix tape that I'm getting ready to put out soon. Nice. And um, y'all are going to laugh your asses off when you hear the first song. Hell yeah. Actually, when you hear most of it, you're going to laugh. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. So. Hell yeah. I'm with it, brother. I'm with it, man. So, let me ask you this. Um, 
as far as like you know, as far as like rappers and stuff like that, you know, since just kind of uh, bring it back for a second. Yeah. If you could work, well, I mean, you're gonna leave it as just rappers. I'm just gonna say artists in general. Yeah. Who would you say you would want to work with? Let's just say on a well-known national level, whether they're mainstream or underground. Like, who would you want to work with that's an artist? I think you mentioned them earlier, but I really love to do a track with Freddie Gibbs. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs is... That'd be dope. Yeah. That'd be hella dope. Yeah, I definitely see myself doing something with him. Um, I would not be mad at all if I can get a beat to Kendrick. <laughs> Shit, I don't, I don't think no producer in the world would be mad to get beat to Kendrick. Yeah, that'd be, be awful, wouldn't it? Right. Gosh. <laughs> like, God damn it, I got to beat the kids a little more. He <laughs> like, and said no one ever. Right. <laughs> um, Let me see. If I could, I'd really love to try working with uh, with Doom if I could get a hold of him. Dude, if you, nigga, Doom. Right. <laughs> Dude, MF Doom, like, right. low key, I don't care what no one says. If you, want, if you don't know who the fuck MF Doom is, nah. look him up. Like he's just, one of <laughs> he's definitely one of the most creative rappers like, of down. our lifetime. Hands down. Yeah. Hands you don't know down. who MF Doom is. <laughs> if you don't know who, if you do not know who the fuck Metal Fingers is, look that Man. shit up. Like it's so much, so much classic material, dude. Man. So much. Like that was pretty much um he his music like especially his first album Operation Doomsday that was like my whole like journey into I guess like um, independent or like underground hip hop hell so, like, yeah yeah man I love Doom great way to start fuck yeah, yeah man um, when's the first time you heard some Della you think man okay the first time I heard Dilla and knew that it was him or the first time that, like I heard a Dilla track and did not know who the hell Ooh, it was I don't know maybe uh... <laughs> see that's a horror one see that's exactly. a horror because I probably couldn't tell you how many times I heard Dilla before I realized it was Dilla right. probably Run is the earliest one it's for me yeah Run is my earliest one I didn't know I think I, about, I learned about Dilla on, on Adult Swim Yes. Same here. That, I would that, say that, same here. That's how I actually learned about it when I actually saw the dude's name. Uh-huh. I think the first that was um they were using that uh two can win track. Uh-huh. And um that made me just wanna like go out and uh well not go out, I went I went online somewhere and like just streamed donuts. Yeah. And I remember wherever I streamed wherever I streamed it from, the track listing was wrong. So like I went to listen to Two Can One and it played Airworks. Oh and I was just like blown away. <laughs> and that's like one of the main t- main tracks from Donuts is right. Airworks. Yeah. That's the crazy part. <laughs> and like I, I remember and this is what like really tripped me out was like I remember um I, after I listened to that I had um I like popped in one of my favorite CDs at the time um which was Common's album B yeah and one of my favorite songs on that track was um uh what was that God is Love mm-hmm. I think I think it was called is it It's Your World the very end it, it's that and it's another one in the middle uh, called Love or God is Love. I love is. Yeah, Love is. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I remember like I li- listened to that and that was so dope. I look in the liner art and it said Dilla in all capital letters and I'm like, why that name sounds so familiar? And then I remember I was listening to Like Water for Chocolate and like that whole album, all my favorite songs was produced by JD. And I was like, <laughs> why do I feel like I should know this nigga? 
looked it up, and lo and behold. <laughs> Same person like, who's JD? Who's JD? Same person like, oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So that was like that huge turning point where I was just like, oh, okay, this is what I need to be doing now. Right? All right. Hell yeah. So, yeah. That's what's so, up, man. I, I, I think for a lot of producers, though, especially nowadays, man, dealing with like a huge turn of, especially if you're a sample-based producer, like, the same for me, like, same for y'all, Adult Swim. Like, I learned about him on Adult Swim. I went backtracked all his shit. Yep. And I was like, wait a minute, this was him the whole time? I loved this song growing up. Like, you yeah. serious? And like, you know, like, when you find out he produced uh, uh, Don't Know What You Got To Know by Malcolm Jackson, he'll be Q-Tip and Ali Shai Miami. You're like, oh, shit. You're like, it's stuff like that. You know? Right, right. So it's it's crazy, man. But yeah, Dylan is greatness, man. For real, for real. So when you're making beats, do you rap verses over them in your head? Or are you just like making vibes? <laughs> Here's the answer's question to everybody. Now, ever since I brought it up, he is now. I know he is. <laughs> All right. Um, if anything, I probably like formulate like some kind of flow while a I'm making like a cadence of some sort. Yeah, like some kind of cadence, but like. It's not like I'm gonna sit there and like come up with like actual words or like sure. a verse to, to to a beat while I'm making it, but like I'll usually come up with some kind of flow while I'm uh huh uh, while I'm coming up with it. Nice. Yeah. Not, <laughs> see, not like I actually. See, man, have. I'll tell you, man. I've, I've never denied that that's gonna be that. That's probably gonna be the biggest answer. I never did that. I don't do that. <laughs> Like, it, like There's say, two of us. It was me and 8FX, maybe? I think it was you and 8FX. I think so. So far, like, it's only two people so far on the show who say they have not, like, freestyle, mm-hmm. hum, did a flow, just like a na-na-na-na-na-na, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so far, just man and one other person, I think. Period. Ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Ain't shit wrong with it. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Ain't shit wrong with it. It's different ways of doing shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just learning different, different ways of doing shit. To me, like, if you can, it, it, especially if you don't really consider yourself like a rapper or a lyricist or anything, if it can make you try to act like you can rap over it, then it's good. I just make black <laughs> shit, y'all. <laughs> like, I'm hearing this beat right now. This made me want to spin on some shit right now. Like, no lie. I'm like, hey, like, right now, like, if anyone listen right now, this particular beat, Niggas in St. Louis, if y'all don't get on this motherfucker, <laughs> I'm just saying, I got an infrastructure like, like I'm telling you. <laughs> holler my man Centipede on this track. You want to be disappointed, I guarantee you. So, hey, if somebody wants to holler at you, how do they get at you? Um, You can holler at me at um, uh, my email, which is headnodden, H-E-D-N-A-W-D-E-N, productions at gmail.com. Nice. Or you can find me on Twitter at Centipede Who. Or Instagram at Centipede Who. I'm Centipede Who every, everywhere, so. Yeah. Nice. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's pretty much. Perfect. So now y'all know his contact information. So y'all hearing this fire right now, right? So I'm expecting my man Centipede to tell me y'all motherfuckers hit him up about some beats because shit fire. It need, someone needs some words on it. I'm telling <laughs> you. I'm just saying. Hey, also, where you got a band camp, right? I do. Um, centipedewho.bandcamp.com. Yeah, they can go get records from there. Yeah, get all my uh, all my beat tapes from there, except for Vibrational Medicine. That beat tape you'll get at intelligentsound.bandcamp.com. Okay. Word. Gotcha. And it's free, so, you know. Hey. Perfect. But if you can donate, right? If you want to. 
Got name your own price. Yeah, it's na- it's name your own price. Yeah, give, um, your, give that- my man some money. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, don't don't throw my man some don't money. Don't let man. my man sell himself short right now. <laughs> Just throw my funny five dollars right now, or ten dollars, or a hundred dollars, because I know you, you. Some of you guys out here are balling. Right. Yeah. No, help my man out, man. Always a fellow, man. So we want to know, man. You know, since we're about to wrap up in a second, uh, we want to know: Do you have any final thoughts to give to people out there? Um. Anybody out there that's um that wants to get into music whether it's like rapping producing singing um like playing instruments whatever like just just do it don't find any excuse not to do it like if money's in your way shit i don't know like BitTorrent is out here. Like, <laughs> you can go on Craigslist even if you ain't. If you don't fuck with computers. I guess if you don't fuck with computers, you probably wouldn't go on Craigslist. But if you're listening to this show, one of y'all know a homie with, with an MPC. Go up to his house every day and bang on his machine. Right? Like, <laughs> like just don't let anything get in your way. And I guess I could apply to like anything you want to do. But like, mm-hmm. if you really want to get into music, like, do it. Keep at it, do it for the love, and just like, just stay creative, man. That's really what it's all about. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Well, again, man, truly want to thank you for coming on again. Uh, like, I really, truly appreciate it. Matter of fact, we both appreciate yeah, this Yeah, absolutely. Because, like I said, we've been wanting to have you on for a minute, and I'm glad we was able to get you on and he dropped, to tell your story, man. You dropped some good knowledge on everybody, too, man. I think you really, uh, you, I think you brought a little more to the table than we usually get with, with your uh, SP3 or 404 uh, info. I probably did give away some trade secrets, but... <laughs> hey, well, ain't nobody going to be able to grab one just like that, either, so it's not right. a problem. <laughs> right, because it ain't the machine, it's the man behind. Exactly, exactly. There you go, man. But like I say again, man, we truly do thank you once again for coming on the show. We appreciate it, man. We truly do hope to see you on like a future performance or even as future beat battle coming up. No doubt. Definitely want to see you on, man, for real, for real. Definitely. You will see me around. Hell yeah. Absolutely, man. But uh, again, this was episode 24. 24 of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. So this is your boy, JBJR. And hey, what's up? It's Matt Sawicki. And uh, that's the end. This is it. This is it. This so is where we all get off. This is where we all get peace. off. So, so please, hey, check us out before we get off. Check us out at Fruit Boom Pod on IG and Twitter. Email us at fruitboompod at gmail.com for any feedback, any scheduling. Just make sure you hit us up. And also, I uh, want to put this out here because it's something I want to know. Uh, one little poll. Uh, make sure you contact us. Uh, we think about doing an all-female producer battle sometime in early 2018, like the first quarter of 2018. So let us know, people, like what you think about that. We'll ask it again during the next couple of shows. We'll also ask it on the uh, beat battles as well. So just let us know what you think. You know, we want to see the reception, see what we get off of it. But uh, holler us at it again. And He's out. Later.